Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I am Steven and with me as always is my good friend Brandon. In this episode we're going to be talking all about entertainment today. Brandon, when you think of entertainment today, what are we talking about? What are we talking about here? Well Steven, you and I have a lot of conversations about entertainment today. And it's it's kind of about what where where's the substance in entertainment today? Is there substance in what's considered entertainment? So we decided, in a classic fashion of the Everything Must Go podcast, let's take our conversations and bring them to the podcast. See what the other people uh, think uh, when we have these discussions. So we're going to be talking about uh, what is considered entertainment. We're going to be talking about. Uh, the, the film industry, because that's obviously been a big uh, topic of discussion and whether or not that's going to be a viable entertainment option in the future. Uh, we have two segments today. We're doing something a little different. We've never done this before. We're doing two. That's a lot of segments, honestly, but maybe we're, two we're, too we're a lot of guys. We're a lot of guys. We are. So we got two of those. Uh, we'll, uh, one of them is a new one. One of them is uh, we're revisiting it, but with a, a special spin on it and then we'll also get to a couple audience questions in regards to entertainment today so i'm ready to go oh yeah let's talk about some stuff this is something that i uh i mentioned briefly some of my thoughts on this on a youtube video a little while back and this is a topic specifically that i'm really into because i uh i've i mean i've always just been a fan of pretty much anything in the entertainment industry like working in the entertainment industry going to entertainment events and uh, being friends with a guy, Brandon, who's done a thing or two that might be entertaining in, in his day. And music. No, I've never done And comedy. Anything. No, never. And comedy. Remember when you were going to be a stand-up comedian and then you just weren't? When I was going to, I still am, dude. I yeah, Brandon's going to be a great. Yeah, it's going to be great. I haven't cultivated <laughs> my image yet. That's the problem. Dude, I can't wait to see you do your first stand-up show. It's going to be great. It's going to be so great. Uh, so what do you consider to be entertainment in today's world? Well, the, the great thing about what social media has done is it's uh, put the power in the hands of the people uh, with all with different apps such as uh, TikTok, Vine back in the day. You got YouTube, uh, Twitter. I mean, even uh, people's Twitter posts. Like, some people are really funny. They're, they're Twitter funny. Uh, and it's, it's very entertaining. <laughs> definitely so, not me. I am definitely not Twitter funny. That's always that's like a special type of person. What, what did I say? You were, your Instagram story funny? Is that what? I'm, I'm yeah. That's about as far as my comedy <laughs> stretches. Um, so there there are these. You obviously have TV and uh, movies, uh, music, cons, you know, all of the things that have been traditionally um, known as entertainment, but now you have, again, the power is in the hands of the people, I think, in a lot of ways where anybody who has a smartphone and has uh, one of those you know, apps where you can upload something is now able to um, create some sort of form of entertainment. Would you, would you agree with that? Do you have different thoughts? No, I'm, I'm extremely liberal with my thought of what entertainment is considered. I think that pretty much... Most things um, that, like, YouTubers to street performers to people you'd see doing a magic trick, which I guess could be a street performer. But I think a lot of things fall under um, entertainment. So, yeah, I th- I, I'm, I'm very open-minded on the general topic. I think um, there's – should we make maybe make a distinction between, like, mainstream entertainment or do you – or we just all, I think we put it all together, kind of. Because I think that's the difference now. 
is I think in the past there was more of like a big divide. It was like you either like this is entertainment or like like I think the lines are becoming blurred because it's easier to build an audience now than it was in the past because you can build an audience now like from your home. So I feel like a lot of times we equate like entertainment to big audiences, at least to me. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think do you do you think that the audience matters with entertainment? <laughs> I'm curious. What do, you, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think? This guy is all over the place already. <laughs> okay, now let's let's make this let's make this very clear. Sometimes we do stuff on the podcast, and you're really hearing the train of thoughts from one man, and then you're hearing the train of thought of another of a second man. All right. That's what I'm saying. That's what this... <laughs> That's really what this is, all right? What I was going to bring up was we had a conversation where uh, the the power has really changed. Like, you'd think that the big stars are uh, the ones that are in TV and movies, but you use an example of a David Dobrik video or something that had, like, 8 million views within a day as... Oh, yeah. You know, in comparison to you know something else um i can't remember what what the the comparison you were drawing from i guess it's tough to equate it in views because i can watch a video multiple times and you could have uh not i mean if you get to eight million there's still a lot of people watching videos but um i i do think i i don't think it necessarily is can just specifically be quantified by the amount of people because I mean, and that, that's that been the case with entertainment for years is like some local musicians are better than some big time mainstream musicians that are getting all the pub. That's just sometimes the way that things end up. But I don't know that you can just say, oh, yeah, this person is more entertaining just because they have they're selling out stadiums versus this person who chooses to be a local artist. And they have really raw and original content rather than a big machine that's pushing everything. But okay, so on on that topic, I guess I, I've always felt that people equate audiences as a big part of like how they treat entertainment series. Like I feel like I don't know, like if Jimmy Fallon does something. It, it like it, it always just has a bunch of like legitimacy to it because it has like this big huge audience versus but I don't know one 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 other thing on that topic is like even audiences between someone like a Jimmy Fallon and like I don't know like, like a David Dobrik people will perceive that those two types of entertainment to be quite different because people like value the audience differently like people don't value the youtube audience in the same way that they value the mainstream tv audience and i feel like that in itself is like an entire discussion piece because what do you think is the reason that they make that people don't treat them the same way is it because of the money or the notoriety what what is the difference i just think it's ignorance i, I think because you know to you and i youtube doesn't seem like a new thing but you you even watch youtubers go on to those talk shows and these talk show hosts, it's like they've never heard of these people or they just don't understand how this thing works. There are people that just don't get what this YouTube thing is yet, which sounds crazy, but it's the truth. Like people are still coming to understand that this is a legitimate thing. And I think for the youth, the people that are coming up watching that stuff, that's going to be a shift eventually. Um, 
the people that are in the entertainment industry right now, the people that are, I guess, the big dogs, they, I think they came through the ranks with the more traditionalist perspective. But you get to see some of that shift with things like YouTube Premium and, and they're, they're, everything is changing within entertainment. And I just think that the, the reason things get looked at differently is because there are a lot of people that still don't understand how this stuff works. I mean, TikTok yeah, that's, that's still baffles change. people. Like, what what is TikTok? I don't get it. And, you know, you had a lot of that with Vine, too. But uh, you have some really entertaining people on there that are making stuff that I was freaking crying at a video today. Um, this guy, I'm just going to tell this tick. This guy was like, <laughs> this guy was like, uh, I wrote this song for this really special girl. And I want to play it for you. <laughs> for the next forty seconds, he was just fumbling around with his phone. You could just hear the phone. <laughs> I was crying, laughing. It was so freaking funny because it's just if you, at least for me, because I've done that before, where I'm like trying to set up my phone to play a song and then I can't quite get it, so I keep <laughs> fucking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, but yeah, that's entertaining. Entertaining to me, and some other people just. Like I, I bet if I asked like my parents even they'd be like what the what the hell is TikTok or I don't really get it, um, so I just think that that shift is 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 going to happen, but it's uh, it's taken a while. The talk show host thing is the best example to me of the divide between YouTubers and pretty much anyone else. And when I say YouTubers, I'm, I'm lumping like TikTok and any sort of like self-made content creator that they just did it on a platform where it was like you could just do it f- out of your apartment or your your home or something. It does seem like whenever those people go on Jimmy Fallon or they go on one of those shows that like they're it's always some of the most uncomfortable interviews. I don't know if you felt this way, but I'm like how like it just feels that they're treating them way differently. And yeah. I don't I don't get it, but I do think that when we get to the generation that grows up with YouTube, um and when it or when people grow up without like the TV being the focal point anymore, I just can't imagine the stuff is going to stay. Like I, I fully think that the future talk show host, I mean, it, it's going to just be from things like YouTube. And I, I think that for a lot of reasons, but you can kind of see even the migration of people like Will Smith, who are really big um, movie stars, who then made a YouTube channel because like they're starting to see like, oh, this is a great branding tool, like. That's, I have mixed feelings on if that's going to be a good thing for the future, because I kind of like the the creators who just got started out of their, like just making like videos with their friends. But like you see that the shift is starting to happen, and it's just, it's just so weird how there's like almost like a stuck up mentality in entertainment today of people who, they did it like the old fashioned way. Like I went out to L.A. and I did all this stuff like. You just, I don't know, you're just some kid who made YouTube videos. There's definitely, like, a, a pretentiousness to it. Well, and again, I, I don't think I don't think it always comes from a malicious place, but I think w- one thing that's great about the way that the new platforms are kind of evol- or kind of sh- uh, reshaping the entertainment industry is it takes away that artificiality. Like, e- Back in, uh, you know, before social media was so huge, all of these movie stars and rock stars just seemed so inhuman and untouchable. And now you look at Matthew McConaughey, who just started an Instagram, and it's like, dude, this guy's fucking weird. <laughs> Wait, he started an Instagram? Yeah, but he's like, 
he like made it a really big deal. He's like, you know, he does his typical Matthew McConaughey uh, speaking style, and it's just like, dude, this is just Instagram. What the? Why are you being so weird about this? It's just people don't. I, I think a lot of people don't get it, but you get to see. Um, I, I think you get to see that this stuff is. Um, in the same way that maybe they would argue that like a Viner couldn't be a, a TV star, you could be like, yeah, well, these TV stars don't get how to make content for Instagram. There's just it's not a medium that they're familiar with, and so I think the the merging of these platforms into like Liza Koshy, for instance, she started as a Viner, she became kind of a big vlogger, YouTuber. Um, a person and now she's got her own tv or not tv show but show on youtube you know she's become kind of a, a really big star out of it all and so there's this merging of everything and uh it's cool to see honestly i i think it takes away that artificiality and and but it's 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 a juxtaposition because although it also is taking away the artificiality they also are still presenting a certain image. I mean, we get that with Instagram. This is, and we'll talk about this later, about how Instagram lakes are going away in America. But uh, there, there is this impact on your everyday Joes comparing themselves to these people on these platforms and saying, I'm not good enough. Look, look at their life. Their life is incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, do you consider the content you create, like you specifically – uh, to be entertainment in today's world, I think so. Yeah, I mean, if if we go off of the definition um, that that I gave in the beginning, I, I believe so. Uh, I don't think I obviously don't have the audience that I would like to have yet, but th- that hopefully will come with time. And I think um, with the, with the audience that we do have, both with the podcast and then that we have both individually, I think there are people that really respect the things that we do create. Um, but even if that audience was one person, it can, it can be a version of entertainment for, you know, whatever audience members find it. So that's the beauty of how the power has shifted to the people. You can create anything you want and it'd be considered some, some form of entertainment. What about you with your stuff? See, I think that nothing I create is entertainment at all. And I honestly think if you are subscribed or you pay attention to me, you should probably take this, time to go in and make sure you're unsubscribed immediately hold on you're can i do that real quick (laughs) wait (laughs) just kidding Uh, No, i mean as i said earlier i 100 percent think what i do would be considered entertainment in today's world is it necessarily entertaining well you'd be the judge of that you know you could you could easily watch something i do and hate it but it's no different than watching any talk show host, any music, uh, musical artist. And that's kind of like, in a way, I think it's kind of beautiful that like someone could think the world of something and the other person it means nothing to them. Like if I saw one of my all-time favorite bands um, live and I got to meet all of them, that might mean like the world to me. But then Brandon could go see that band live and then meet all the guys and it would be no different than just like, I don't know, just like an, just an, an average day, like it, it might not be anything different. I think that's kind of cool. Um, but it's also cool that though there's, just, there's more content than ever out there. Like I think we're oversaturated with just access to so much stuff. Uh, I think it's really cool that anyone, like the barrier to entry to get into entertainment is as easy as it's ever been in the history of 
humankind. Like it's, ne- it's never been easier than this. Anyone with a phone, anyone with access to the internet could become a content creator literally tomorrow. It, and it would be considered a form of entertainment in today's world. It doesn't mean you're going to have an audience. It doesn't mean that people are going to like you. But the ability to do that is really cool. And it's like, it what fascinates me. I mean, for me personally, my desire to become like a talk show host someday was, that's a big reason why I got into like TV in the first place. I was like, oh, if I be on TV, like that's how I get into today's entertainment world. But then I realized that I don't even have to do that. I could just do it out of my apartment. <laughs> like I literally, like it's, it's difficult, but that's the world we live in now. Well, let me let me ask you uh, a specific question to the art that you create. Uh, is is it a conscious thought on your part of not necessarily comparing yourself to what is out there, but do you think about when you're making a video or, or trying to decide, you know, what, what path you want to go down? Are you thinking about, you know, I want this to have a, you know, a a meaning that it ha- is filled with substance as opposed to some other stuff that I'm seeing? Like, do you balance any of those thoughts on your head or do you just make whatever comes to mind? Well, I guess it depends on what would be something that you could foresee someone being influenced by? Like a specific thing. Like, are you talking like, like a specific maybe? Um, I'm asking you, what, what do you think about this stuff specifically when you're creating your content? Do you think I about... Think- what your entertainment means like in comparison to other entertainment if your stuff can be held up to the same standard do you does that stuff ever come through your mind it definitely comes through my mind because i'll think a lot of times like why would some well here's here's how i i i think about that i think about in terms of okay people aren't going to watch my youtube videos for production quality no one's going to be like wow i really want to see something that is like so with great special effects, great cinematography, um, they're not going to go to that. Uh, no one's going to go to my page if they want to hear um, an amazing, like, like musician or something. Like, there's what my thought process always is: is how can I make what I create valuable for somebody within my context? So for me. I like the idea that I can make videos about my experience as a person and then show you the, the behind the scenes of that person. And like, you can learn about me growing up and you can't do that. Um, you can't do that in certain contexts, you know, like you can't do that if you're, um, you can't do that if you're like a TV person, like if you're on a TV show, like they're going to give you limitations as to what you can and can't do. So let let me ask you a follow up question then. Do you um, do you ever see yourself in the future wanting um, to do a more high production thing, or do you think that's something that you'll try to avoid because you like the uh, I don't know if raw is is the right word, but do you like what? the authenticity that you're able to create your stuff with now, do you want to keep that throughout? Do you think you'll keep that throughout your, uh, I guess, career in this, or would you want to grow into something that's a little more, um, produced? It's a good question. I think I like, I I think I like the idea of a challenge of doing something that was like, that's more 
like over the top. Like I think I would like the idea of being like a future, like best case scenario, becoming like a future Jimmy Kimmel or something. Like that would be cool, I think, in theory. But my dream scenario is just kind of doing what I'm doing now. Like I, I, I think having the full freedom and then being able to like dabble in some other things, like maybe like get a part in a movie or I don't know, do but. The the full creative freedom is what completely draws me to this. And I know that there's possibilities that in the future I could be limited with my creative freedom depending on sponsorship or any number of different things. But realistically, I like the rawness because I think that this is the first time in human history that you're able to do this. Well, I, I know I'm, I'm hounding you with a lot of questions here, but on the on that same front... Is that how you like your inner, like the stuff that you consume as far as entertainment goes? Do you like when the artists have that full creative freedom and are it's more raw that way? Or do you think that you enjoy uh, the stuff that is highly produced and, and managed? I like them both, but my favorite stuff has always been more raw interviews. I always like the band like when YouTubers would do band interviews. That's one of the main things that got me into YouTube was I would see my favorite bands be interviewed by YouTubers who didn't have any agenda other than just getting deep content from people and just kind of like hanging out with them. And then hearing those stories of what those, those people overcame or um, I, I just really like to learn about humans. And in the past we didn't have the window into people's lives you would just see someone like a Johnny Carson who was this huge icon for talk show host, but we didn't see anything when the camera was off. We didn't know. We could only speculate. And I think it's a really exciting time to be able to show both. And that's that's what draws me to this. Well, and- But I'm curious for you. I'm curious for your, your, your perspective on this because I don't actually know if you're the same as me or not. I really don't. Normally, I, I feel like I've got a good idea, but I, I don't know the answer to this one. Well, I think that I think the ideal form of entertainment for me is kind of both, because I think the, the thing that is tough about the, the raw aspect is I don't think that you can fully allow your imagination to be realized. Like when you have the resources of like a highly a high production, um, you know, uh, situation or not situation, but high, high production, I guess, team. Uh, like I'm thinking about, you know, for instance, uh, if I want to if I want to write a screenplay or something and I'm picturing these different settings and these different sets and actors and, and like I would love to uh, be able to bring a vivid image that I'm, I'm creating to life. And it's harder to do that from a raw standpoint and get the same, uh, vibrancy out of that, that creation. So I, I, if the, the best case scenario for either me as an artist or me watching people is, um, when they are so much in charge of their vision and they have the resources at their disposal to make that vision a reality. That would—that's the ultimate thing for me. Um, so it's tough when you think about, you know, for you and me who are are trying to uh, build ourselves up in whatever path we end up going down. Sometimes you need, <laughs> you know, there's a reason why bands sign record deals still today 
because they give them all these resources. But once you do that, it's really tough to have the full creative freedom because it's not just you that's on the line for this, the stuff that you're making. It's now a business and this business is run like a machine. And, um, so it's, it's a really tricky thing, but I think if what's great about the way that, that the entertainment is shifting is again, going back to that idea of the power becoming more in the hands of the people, um, you know, you and I could have a viral video or something that takes us, that, that launches us into a thing where the podcast becomes a sustainable, uh, sustainable business where you know we're getting income from this and then we can use that income to get a team that we trust and and make what we want to make that would be the ideal situation for me and um if for for artists that are able to do that as well like like macklemore for instance they they built themselves you know his team went up without signing a deal and they did everything on their own and that's uh you know, say what you want about his art. A lot of people are not a fan of his, but the fact that he went from nothing to that without the machine is pretty fucking impressive. And uh, it's something that inspires me, definitely. No, I, yeah, I, I, I think it would definitely be really rewarding to not have to, like, join a record label or something. Like, that, that process, I, I, like, I like good stories. I like the, the journey part of it. Because I don't ever want to feel like I'm, I mean, no matter what, there's always going to be a bit of compromise when you do this type of stuff. But just the idea of, like, I just think, okay, let's say Everything Must Go was bought by someone who then told us, okay, you need to stay away from these certain types of topics. I don't know. It just, it feels, the being disingenuine on something that I care so much about and I helped build, it would be really, really tough to, to especially something that's already been built. I think it would be different maybe if I went like right into something completely new, um, but yeah, it'd be hard to give away. It's hard. It, that's just, that's such a tough thing when it you is. you really have the control over something and then giving it away. And it's also tough to deny that opportunity because that opportunity can be very enticing. It's like you know, this person wants to offer me this much money to give me the ability to do this like as a career or something. Uh, but then you're oh, like, yeah. uh, but is it worth it? But I, I think the, the big thing is to, and this is kind of what happened with Macklemore was he had the foresight to be like, I'm good enough to make it without these guys. And part of the reason why I know that is because they want to offer me stuff. So you can have that ability to see, I have, I have a product that is marketable and is, made with uh, a quality that uh, will allow me to do this for a very long time. So why don't I just, it might be harder, but why don't I just do that so that I can control what it is that I put out there. And when we talk about uh, building a legacy and leaving behind a legacy, that's a big thing for me is I think what you create is going to be more meaningful than how much money you made. That's where I'm coming from. So to me, I'd be, I think, I again, I haven't been in that situation, but I would think, well, I suppose a little bit when I was offered a record deal, but uh, part of my thought process was always, I want to be in full control of my product and be happy with my product. That's more important to me than maybe getting a quick fix to get to, you know, some sort of fame or something. 
Well, let's take an audience question. Do you think entertainment has gotten better or worse for us? I think both. I think... Um, I think it's gotten better in the sense that you... Because, because there's so much knowledge out there, like I could learn how to... And, and this is something I'm striving towards. I can learn how to produce my own album. So I don't need... I guess it might not be as good as if I went with a top dog producer or something, but I have the capacity to develop those skills and do that on my own. I have uh, the capacity to buy my own equipment and make it that way. So um, the industry, again, has made it uh, available for people to do their own thing. Um, But at the same time, I think, and we'll talk about this in a second here, because our society is so based on consumption and consumerism there's this pressure to just keep pumping stuff out in a in a high quantity that i think a lot of times things do get um they don't get taken with as much care as i think you might hope it would what do you think i think it's better in the sense that as you said like there's more knowledge out there so i think it's it's kind of like i look at it it's similar to like music like there's been more music there's more options so like you can do more with music now it's it's easier to um to write music in a sense because there's so many things that you can sample we've heard so many things there's so many different genres that have been created um which i think in a way I yeah I I think it's both better and worse. I think yeah it's better because it's easier to get yourself out there and I think it's with there being so many people that are kind of like in the industry now since anybody can do it. It kind of pushes people to like the best of the best like like I've always believed that when there's more competition it actually has a lot of good to it. Like I think that there's some capitalism principles that work really well in a lot of like unrelated to just the economy. Um, but at the same time, it's definitely worse in a sense, because I think that there's like, if you throw in the fact of like PC culture, I think that sometimes like that has potentially ruined some of it because now there's a lot more sensitivity to like the type of material that you can do things on. And I think that that sometimes though PC culture is good, I think it might limit some of the stuff that can be done. Um, for just people just flat out fear of how people are going to react to it. Um, but I, 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 I would overall lean that it's better today. I think it's better today. Cause I also think that less people have the restraints so you can go on to, uh, YouTube and see someone who's completely uncensored, just talking about something in the past with a limited scope you, of what you could actually watch. It was just like. I don't know. The content that you got was like way more superficial. I feel like there wasn't like much to it in a weird way. Well, and I, I was going to, I'm glad that you brought up the superficial point. Cause I was actually going to partially disagree with, I, I think your, your point about the capitalism stuff in theory, the, the competition should be good, but I think what ends mm-hmm. up happening with it a lot of times, um, is, uh, people find out what makes them money and what makes them money typically is very superficial. Yeah. And so that, those are the, the, the values and the, 
the things that get pushed onto people as entertainment and that becomes just a huge monster i mean we talked about this in the past about just alcohol consumption in itself i think is this thing where i mean it's tough coming for me because i don't drink at all but I, i have a perspective that or my perspective is one that i think that it's too normalized i alcohol does stuff to you like and can mess up stuff in one night you can i mean get behind a wheel of a car and take somebody like so people pass drinks around at work and then you look at i mean even david dobrik's vlogs what do they do in pretty much every vlog it's this huge party where they're, they're you know pouring shots down each other's mouths and it's uh, that stuff sells there's a reason why he does it he's a smart business guy he's a smart marketing person so he's like yeah let's show these people how crazy we can get and <laughs> that's literally every david dobrik vlog is literally just that it's what's the craziest thing we can do right now yeah and, that, and that's the whole premise obviously it's it's bias on my part of saying that i, I think that that stuff becomes a little superficial but um that is my perspective that it is I, I, I have a hard time finding the the substance in that. Now, there is some substance because they're, they're obviously a tight-knit group of friends, and that's something that definitely pulls you in. But uh, a lot of times, again, the, the society and, and what uh, gets pushed as entertainment will then define what is popular, and uh, a lot of times it ends up being, oh, how attractive are you? How much money do you have? And... Uh, stuff that I don't think always holds the most weight in terms of what it means to be a person. That's a good point about the just yeah your idea that people do stuff now just for money more than ever. I think that there is definitely some truth to that, which is before it was just for the love of things. <laughs> now people, there's it's just different times, man. Well, I think there's okay. always been an aspect of it, but I just think everything. Oh, that, that's true. Everything now is just bigger and more. Everything's just gotten more intense. More, we have more people, more access to things, so everything is just amplified. So I think a lot of it is just more in the public eye. I guess. Well, dude, are, are you reading the script or something? Are you just trying to give me the best segue ever? Everything is always more. Do you? F- how d- <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to give you the best segue ever, and then give immediately the just and then I ruin it with the worst, <laughs> the worst script. I want to say it's the worst script reading, but we all know it's not because we've we've li- listened to the show. <laughs> we've well, listened dude, to the show. Honestly, we know how bad you are pronouncing things. Michael Jordan, you know, you screwed that up. It's yeah, it I, happens with you. We get it. It happens to the to the best of us, and the worst of us. Honestly, <laughs> happens to both, but. How do you feel about the quantity versus quality struggle in entertainment? Because I feel like we actually, which one are we more? Are we more quality or are we more quantity? Well, I, <laughs> I think we're both. I think so too. I mean, I think uh, we're both. you can't tell me that if you uh, cut back on the amount of times that you were posting youtube videos you couldn't maybe put a little extra effort into those youtube videos or uh you know uh, put together an idea that was more concrete or or more uh i guess creative but you and i have a goal of getting a a post out every week so 
because that's what the market demands now. You have to have. That's what the market's telling us. You got to listen to the market. You got to listen to the market. <laughs> if you want to make the money, you got to listen to the market. You stupid or something, right? Um, but yeah, so I, I, I feel like th- that this was a big struggle with me and music. And this is why I, I even still will hold true to the idea that I don't want to be a professional musician. Like, I love making music and stuff. But the idea that I'm I'm on a deadline to create an album because my record label says it or my my fans are going to forget about me if I don't make an album this way. I'm just like, I would much rather just do whatever my creative juices are uh, telling me to do. Um, and I, I still want to push myself to keep creating the music that I want to create. But at the same time, if I'm not feeling it or, or I don't have something to inspire me within that, I think sometimes that's important to pay attention to um, so that you're not just pumping out bullshit quantity. I mean, I think this has happened to bands where they just had, I mean, didn't you talk about bring me the horizon doesn't want to do full length albums anymore because yeah. they feel like they're just, Oh, now we have to write eight more songs. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, that's exactly what they said. I've been feeling the same way about my music. You know, I've been, I, for a long time, I've been working on this album like my entire life, and like, in the end, does it even matter? I think it matters. Does it even matter? I should just I should just stuck to the songs, you know. Yeah, but the problem is all of your songs are copyright infringements on Papa Roach, so it's like. What <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. Just so you guys know, my first album is actually a Papa Roach cover album <laughs> that I didn't get any permission for any of the songs, and he actually doesn't uh advertise it as a papa roach cover album he says they're all his original works and they're all, they're all acapella too <laughs> are you doing Little like, do they know <laughs> are you doing all the instruments or is it just the vocals i i it depends some songs like i kind of lazy and i was just like nah this is just vocals dude i can't wait to <laughs> sometimes i try to make some album, drums dude. <laughs> this album's gonna be so good i'm finally getting on the map for this album this album like i mean it's been a long time coming I'm excited for it. Honestly, I mean, we're blowing up after this. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> We've been waiting for you to release this album because the passion of mine didn't get it done. People, you know, people have been sleeping on death of the mind, but when you release this Papa Roach acapella album, do, do you know what the name of this acapella album is? <laughs> what is it? It's just called, it's, it's self-titled Papa Roach. Self-titled? Oh, it's just titled Papa it's Roach? It's just Papa Roach. Well, it wouldn't be self-titled because you're not Papa Roach. <laughs> they don't know that. <laughs> Let's hear your Papa Roach impression. <laughs> I honestly, what song is Papa Roach? Is, is, is that the um, Cut My Life Into Pieces? Looks like... <laughs> I don't even fucking know. Is that... <laughs> Papa Roach. Yes, Last Resort. Yep. All right, let's hear it. Oh, yeah. Cut my life into pieces. That's pretty good, right? Huh? <laughs> Actually, it just sounds like Tim, honestly. Yeah, no kidding. Anytime that you ask Steven to go into an impression, he just resorts to Tim. <laughs> Even if it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> All my impressions... It's funny. All my impressions before were just kind of the same. Now they're just all Tim. Now that, now that you've actually established a character, you're like, I can't do anything but this character. <laughs> uh, 
much. We anything else you want to say about quantity versus quality? We could talk about this for a long time, but I think we should let's move on to the next question. Next thought process. <laughs> Thanks for asking me. <laughs> you don't, just tell you don't me get to say it, man. Right? We're moving on to the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> no more say, all right? Should we we're do something? You know energy. what? Shut your fucking mouth. We're not doing something. <laughs> we're a high energy quick pivot podcast. Right? Everything must quick pivot. <laughs> we're we're the Fortnite podcast. Everything Fortnite. <laughs> Everything must Fortnite. Is the film industry dying? Does a platform like YouTube or Netflix have any part in that? I guess experts would definitely say that it's dying. Um, and I think, again, this is back. This is a big part of that quantity versus quality thing. I think because movies take so long to get done, you just can't pump them out the way that you can pump out uh, you know, 12 episodes of a TV show. Um, I, I mean, I guess... Well, I, I guess I don't know what the timeline is for both of them, you know, for Star Wars versus like a Stranger Things season. But a Stranger Things season, you're getting more content out of it with a movie. You know, people even think that a three hour movie is too long, which is so interesting because they'll sit and watch 12 hours of Stranger Things. But oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think just in the way that the art is presented now, it's changed how we want to receive it. So um, I can understand why people are saying that the industry is dying. I mean, I still love movies. I think that they impact me, um, honestly on a deeper level than a lot of shows do. Cause I think because you just, especially with the binge watching of shows, I think you can't, it goes too fast. You can't really soak it in as well with a movie. You sit down and like, for me, at least I really empathize with the characters and I really soak in whatever just happened. And, uh, but yeah, that's just my thought. What What are your thoughts? I I a hundred percent think that it is. So I uh, let me let me say this. I watch a lot of. Uh, I'm very interested in like all these content platforms, and I've been listening to the CEO of Netflix speak a lot of just like the future of things, and just Netflix is like hyper focused on just creating content. That's just like they're just they're trying to just build up their library, especially because they know that everyone's gonna start uh, da- um, getting Disney Plus. And, and things like this, so they're trying to keep up by just dropping so much money on this stuff. Um, I think that the film industry is dying because I think it's just been kind of slow to adapt. Like it hasn't really changed. Like they're not doing anything really all that new at all, and they keep making sequels to everything. Which it, I think people are just they're ready for something new, and I think that that's the reason why I think that the film industry is dying. Do I think it could be brought back to life easily with just like a change in mindset? Yeah. Do I think it's too late for them? No, but I do think that this is all starting to merge together more and more. And you'll see more YouTubers do movies. You'll see more, you'll see someone maybe who does a movie, who does a Netflix movie and who does a YouTube channel or something. You'll, you'll start to see, I think people like hop around. You'll see maybe some exclusive deals where people only do one of these things. I just think it's kind of kind of all fuse into one thing. Well, I do think the the inability to adapt in the in the film industry definitely has taken its toll because the these big studios are still pumping out this machine and I think a lot of times what the the beauty in something like Netflix is yes, it's a lot of quantity, but it, there's also some really quality things on there. Because people who maybe didn't get a chance uh, through the big studios get to make an indie movie or an indie mm-hmm. film, 
and it 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 becomes huge on Netflix. I mean, you see this big time with with uh, I know this isn't the film industry per se, but like stand up comics, like stand up comedy is I think has had a resurgence in popularity because of all the Netflix specials that these cute Oh yeah, I, I love listening to those stuff on Netflix. It's one of my favorite things to do on Netflix. Yeah, my, mine too. And I think uh, that's, the, that's the beauty in it. And I think uh, the if the film industry maybe uh, had a shift in the movies that they were publicizing or gave more power to the quote-unquote little man to create something that's innovative and something that we haven't seen before, uh, maybe maybe that would change things. I mean, for instance, Moonlight, Manchester by the Sea, uh, like those movies are extremely impactful movies. And I, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't seen Moonlight. I don't know like how many people... I could talk to a bunch of people that have never even seen that movie. They just hear about how great it is. But... Part of the reason is is because this that I don't even remember seeing a trailer for that movie, and I I watch movie trailers pretty regularly on YouTube and stuff. Like there's just the people behind things are uh, have an agenda for what they're pushing, or have money behind things for what they're pushing. You're never gonna miss out on a superhero movie being released, but a moon. You know, I missed that on every single one. So <laughs> Moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> until the Oscars come around, and you're like, "Oh shoot, Moonlight's winning a lot of awards." Well, let me check this out. Uh, it's there. There's there are wheel. There's wheels in motion that uh, definitely lean towards, uh, I guess, things that are funded by different parties. Do you think that there's a human on Earth who doesn't know that comic books are being made into movies? <laughs> Maybe in like a very. <laughs> yeah, they're world definitely country. <laughs> Someone who like lives in the jungle, they don't even know what comic books are. <laughs> like Tarzan or something. <laughs> like the real life Tarzan doesn't even know. He's like, what? They're doing what to what? That's how he speaks too. They're doing what? He sounds like Tim. Right, let's move on to the segment. All right, let's do a segment. <laughs> Our first segment this is the new segment it's called superhero smackdown monday night raw who do you think named that superhero segment who do you think would do something like this uh, is this supposed to be an insult i think it's a great name i no, it's it's a, it's the anyways so before we get into this uh i just want to ask you since we were kind of talking about it do you think um spider-man Superhero movies and shows are specifically overdone, and the reason I bring this up is Scorsese. Martin Scorsese had that he had he wrote an article for New York Times about uh, how superhero movies are not film. Uh, do you have any quick thoughts on that? Do you? I I think that's the, the huge load of trash, and I hate it. I think that's just some pretentious trash. I don't want to be hearing in my ears ever again. All right. Uh, I think I I really do. I just think it's like. I hate when people act like certain types of movies, like, no, that's not real film. It's kind of like one of the most annoying things to me is that, like, film acting isn't real acting. Like, theater acting is, like, the the far superior art form. Like, I, I, it, I, I literally hate it. So, I think that comment is really annoying. Uh, what was the second part of the question? I mean, that was pretty much it. And I, I think, yeah. too, it's, it's a a similar argument to saying like comic books are going to ruin books. 
you can have both. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I don't know what he's talking about either. This is like something dumb. Like, do I overall think that maybe there's too many superhero movies? Kind of, but like, they might be superhero movies, but ultimately, they're completely different. Like, they're about different things. They're not like, it's not that they're just making, I mean, to be honest, Spider-Man, they've been making a lot of Spider-Man, like, too many Spider-Man movies, like, maybe I could see an argument for something like that, but just like, too many superhero movies and shows, is it, like, is it overdone? I mean, people are watching them, so I don't know. Yeah, but I just I just think if you go back to the quantity thing, there are so many people out there creating nowadays because so yeah. many people have the wherewithal to do so. So, yes, the big studios are doing this because this stuff sells, but you can't say that people aren't doing what he considers to be film as well. Both of them can happen, can coexist. Let's get Scorsese on this podcast. I want to debate this with him. Oh, yeah, man. Podcast. You think you know what you're talking about, huh? All right. Back That's to, to him. Superhero Smackdown. So this is uh, a segment where, because superheroes are a part of entertainment big time today, um, I, I took some different superheroes and matched them up in a battle to the death, and we are going to decide who would win in a fight between these superheroes. So to start it off, Superman... Versus Captain Marvel. Who wins? Well, from what I understand, Superman pretty much beats everybody. So I guess I have to pick Superman. Apparently Superman just he's the absolute boss. He Turns out Steven destroyed. is sexist. Alright, next one. <laughs> <laughs> Batman versus Daredevil. Well, Batman actually faced Superman, and I feel I don't know who won, because I never saw that movie, but it was a close match. So I think Batman he's competing. Against Superman, he's got to be tougher than Daredevil. So you just said that Superman could beat anybody, but he then you just said that Batman beat Superman. So I don't know. Oh, well, I, I don't know who won, but I think that Batman... The fact that Batman could even play with Superman, that means that I think Batman beats Daredevil. Well, Batman can beat Superman because of Kryptonite. So if Captain Marvel gets Kryptonite, then Superman's fine. Yeah, but Captain Marvel is not good at getting Kryptonite. It's known. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's that not, is a known it's, fact. Canon. It's canon. That's canon. Yeah, it's like a, even it's though canon. they're are two separate universes, it's DC and Marvel. That's yeah, canon. Yeah, I've, re- I've that. read some of the deep the deep takes and the deep com- deep comics, and that's what they said. <laughs> the deep the deep comics. I've never heard of deep comics. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, that's because they're really underground. He, here's what I'll say about Batman versus Daredevil, because Daredevil. Uh, obviously he doesn't use vision. He uses uh, his his other senses. They're all heightened. And Batman, part of his thing is his ability to use stealth. But he wouldn't really be able to sneak up on Daredevil. So I might take Daredevil here. Yeah, okay. You take that, I think that's foolish, but go on. All right, the Hulk versus Doomsday. Ooh. I forget what, who Doomsday is, actually. Hold on, give me a second. He also Who, who do Superman. you think? Who do you think for that? Another guy that beat Superman. <laughs> he beat Superman? Yeah, they killed each other. Ooh, this guy looks scary. I would pick this guy. This guy could definitely take Hulk. You think so? Oh, yeah. I yeah, know. I think he, so, this too. This guy could eat Hulk. He technically has all the powers of Superman. Um, so, I like, Hulk would put up a good fight, but I just think... Yeah, no, 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 this guy crushes. All right, so this is going to be one Steven's really been waiting for. Are you going to say something? I, I was now in my head. I'm imagining these are also basketball matchups. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see how we would win in a basketball game. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Mario versus Luigi. <laughs> um, honestly, 
Mario. Because really? if you think about it, Luigi's out of the picture a lot of times. Why do you think he's out of the picture? He might be scared. Also, Luigi's kind of like, he's definitely not the alpha. It's definitely Mario's the alpha. Luigi's a lot more beta. The only thing that gives me a little bit of um, concern that I'm wrong is that Luigi, he, he did Luigi's Mansion where he was like fighting ghosts. I've never seen Mario ever do something like that. But he does punch the booze. He does fight booze, but you know what? So you have seen him do something? Dude, you're no, all over the, the, the place today. No, no, this is easy. Yeah, Mario does do that. He punches the ghost. He doesn't need some sort of contraption, so Mario. I don't know. Luigi's, and Mario beats Bowser, too. He's a badass. Luigi's got bad. height, and he's got length. He could just keep Mario away from him. Just jab, jab, get him out of his body. Yeah, but like, look how much stuff Mario has been through, and he just keeps coming back for more. He's he is the ultimate underdog. <laughs> he's the ultimate underdog. What? Dude, he's the ultimate. Uh, dude, people are counting him out, and he just keeps coming back. He's like arguably the biggest it. video <laughs> game character ever. How is no, he an underdog? Think about this. Think about this. All right, Bowser keeps th- over and over again. Bowser's like, no way is Mario gonna do it this time. He all think about it. If he was actually afraid of Mario, he at this point he would stop trying to take Peach. He'd be like, all right, I'm moving on to another chick. But he's literally that not threatened by Mario that he keeps doing it. I don't even think that's the argument. I just think Bowser is that that's just who he is as a person. Even if Mario is this well, he's big best intimidating you know intimidating thing, so he's going to do what he wants to do and what he wants to do is evil. That's just how it goes. It has nothing to do with Mario on. being an underdog. Quit trying to create these narratives. No. no. <laughs> Alright. Roy versus Samus. I think we already know who wins this fight. <laughs> I love how you threw this on here. I was like, why is this one on here? For those of you who don't know, Steven and I played Super Smash Bros. Now, I will say, I played Mario, and he beat me as Roy with when I had Mario, but then I was like, okay, you're just going to keep using the same move over and over again, so I'm going to play one character who can just keep you at a distance. So I played Samus, and then he never won again. <laughs> yeah, except for when we rematch, then You never be beat me when I... Oh, when, in the future, yeah, on you're the saying? Rematch. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Future. All right, here we go. Here's the one for the ages. The last one. <laughs> Tim versus Gentry. <laughs> this is a good debate. I mean, t- Gentry's definitely got the age, but Tim's definitely got the wisdom. That's that's definitely a big part of this. Do you? Who do you think's been in more fights, Tim or Gentry? Ooh. Probably Tim, because he just says shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would probably Tim's piss people probably- off. <laughs> Tim's probably pissed a few people off. He's probably also slept with some people's girlfriends in the past. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I honestly, I kind of imagine that Tim just gets absolutely destroyed in this fight. (laughs) That Tim like thinks he's going to be a great fighter. And then Gentry just absolutely just wrecks him. (laughs) Dude, this should be one of the videos we do. Put it in the Trello. Put it in the Trello. <laughs> Who do you think would win the fight? Like when you when you wrote this in the first place, what did, what did your mind go to? Well, my mind went to Tim because there's always that like dad versus son uh, thing where it's like somehow the dad always beats the son. That's true. So I was also one... <laughs> go ahead. Gentry be more likely to just like like pull a cheap shot, like pull out a knife and like stab him. <laughs> what Gentry would not? That would totally be a Tim thing. Gentry's like honest and. Uh, a big Christian. No, I, I, I'm telling you, I think that Gentry's got a little bit of craziness. Oh, I that's we weird. Explore it, it's almost like you created Gentry and not me or something. <laughs> so you must know him better than I do. 
Uh, I know. I, I know that this segment went down a road that had nothing to do with superheroes, but this was Superhero Smackdown. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> now we have another segment. Love it, You'd dude. You'd love to see it. Dude, this is the first time. This is Everything Must Go podcast first. Two segments in an episode. You guys might remember this. This was one of Steven's segments back in the day. The good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> but we are doing an entertainment edition, meaning instead of just talking about them as a person, talk about their entertainment. Is it good, is it bad, or is it ugly? All right? <laughs> so the first one, Steven's a big fan. Dude, <laughs> why do you... You do this not just to be weird. Brandon thinks that I have like a weird thing about Logan Paul just because I don't hate him. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't give away, don't give away this. I haven't said the thing. All right, Logan Paul and the Impulsive Podcast. Good, bad, or ugly? You go first in this one. You want me to go first? Yeah, I'm giving. I'm I'm giving no bias here. Uh, Impulsive, I haven't listened to, so I can't answer that one. But for Logan Paul, I'm gonna say entertainment is bad. Okay, so oh, here we go. Okay, 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 okay. Man crush on Logan Paul. Here's this is the thing. I think, though I don't like Logan Paul's content, I, a lot of times I think it's entertaining, just because it's like so ridiculous. It's it, it's it's entertaining in the way that like reality TV show. I hate reality TV show, but there are times where I'm entertained by. It. That's what Logan Paul is. Now, so, Impulsive is actually a decently good podcast. Okay, so. Like well, specifically, good, bad, or ugly for both of these. It's Logan Paul is actually bad entertainment, but it's still kind of entertaining. Uh, impulsive is good. All right. Bad baby. Ooh. Bad baby. I would say this is ugly all the way around. There's about nothing here. But, but sometimes, I'm not going to lie, if I see that there's something new about her, I'm curious to see what dumb thing that she did. So there's something I'm generally a little bit, just a tiny bit entertained by. Just to be like, what did Bad Baby do now? Tell me. Did you hear about the fight with Woe Vicky? No, but see, look, I'm, I'm, I want to know now. Now I'm curious. So they got into a brawl, I guess. Well, really what it was is Woe Vicky Legit? just... Like, actually, like... Well, they... <laughs> so what happened was, I guess Bad Baby showed up at a studio that Woe Vicky was at. They've had some beef in the past. And uh, they got to kind of going at it, and Woe Vicky just held Bad Baby's hair the entire time, and Bad Baby couldn't reach her, and so he she just got on top of Bad Baby, and then everyone was saying that Bad Baby got her ass kicked, and she's oh. like, "This bitch didn't even fight me; she just held my hair." And she's, and then she said, uh, "Logan Paul and um, Jake Paul uh, put me and Woe Vicky in a ring." sign the check or something so she wants to do a legitimate fight no way yeah but see that she's so she's so good at like just finding ways to stay relevant dude fuck that she's it's ugly the worst i I remember i watched uh dr phil on joe rogan and he talked about how when they brought her back on the show they recorded it um in front of an empty studio because they were playing up this act for the audience and so instead of giving them an audience to play to, they recorded the episode without the audience. And he's like, immediately they were like, what the, what the hell is going on? Where is everybody? <laughs> really? Yeah. Good. 
All right, the Kardashians. I don't like them. I feel like every time the Kardashians get mentioned in any way, I just I'm not a fan. I just I they don't do they don't do much. They're horrible role models and I overall this is ugly. It's just ugly. I don't there's no argument for me. <laughs> I love that clarification. Some of them are kind of hot. <laughs> oh man. But overall, it's ugly. Yeah, I'll I'll say ugly as well because I I don't like. I I know people find it entertaining, just like you would say that Logan Paul is entertaining. Um, <laughs> you just bring that up again. <laughs> this man has no ability to control himself. Um, but uh, I do think a lot of what they um, what they push forth has kind of become. Uh, just superficial standards that people try to meet. So I, I don't like it. Classic dude. Uh, a good segue into the next one. Kanye West. What do you think of Kanye West? Uh, somewhere between good and bad. I, I'm not a fan of his in almost anything that he does, but he's pretty entertaining. He undoubtedly has some talent. I think he's got like a good fashion sense. He's pretty good at the music stuff. I think he's entertaining. I, I don't agree with a lot of things that he says, but I'd lean a little bit more towards the good side than the bad side. I just have a tough time because people try to, will always say, you know, Kanye West is just such a genius when it comes to music. He's, he's not. I'm just like, he has a song where he says, poopy <clears throat> scoop. <laughs> Literally. How is this guy a fucking genius? There are so <laughs> what many artists. you say that? I don't know what the title of it is, but <laughs> it's just like, how is, how is this guy? I feel like we've, we've built this narrative for so long that he's a genius that now everybody just subscribes to that idea and he doesn't have to prove himself anymore. And so you can just put out whatever. I'm not saying I don't ever like his music. A lot of times I do like his music, but I, I don't think he's this genius that everyone says that he is. And I don't think what his art i don't think his art is good enough to excuse how much of a dick he is most of the time yeah i I agree with that people definitely hold him to like this incredibly high like praise like to the point where it's like it's actually just weird like i i really don't understand why he just gets everyone's like oh everything that he says like oh he's a genius or he oh he's he's this I've never understood why he gets put on a pedestal. And people also act like he's orchestrating all this. I don't know if I believe that. Like, people act like he does these things because it's publicity and he's so smart that he will just do things to keep getting more and more stuff. And I'm just like, no, I think he actually thinks this stuff. I don't think he's actually, he's got this agenda to try to be this. I mean, maybe subconsciously it has happened over time, but I don't think it's in, intentional in the sense that he's orchestrating this ability to, uh, like, gain notoriety or fame. It's I just don't buy it. I don't. Same. I don't know. Okay, David Dobrik and the Vlog, vlog Squad. Uh, it's good entertainment. I mean, I I don't think it's the most substance filled, but I think it's it's good for what it is. Yeah. Well, I think uh, what, what I appreciate about David Dobrik is I think that uh, 
he paved the way for a lot of up and coming content creators. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I don't think vlogging was as big of a thing until what he has made out of it. So, um, in that I appreciate what he's done. I do have a tough time sometimes with, uh, I guess the, the stuff that they do again, because I think that when, when you have influence like that, um, Again, I, I'm coming with bias, so I, uh, I don't. I think a lot of the stuff ends up being superficial, but um, overall, I'll say I'll say good. Uh, Bobby yeah. Lee, Kalila, and the Tiger Belly Podcast. God, I love these guys so much. This whole thing, Bobby Lee is so damn. F- I literally listen to this podcast every day now, um, which is just really funny. I absolutely love Bobby Lee. Kalila's a smoke show, big fan, and the Tiger Belly podcast is just, in, it's entertaining. It's like, it literally shows you that you need absolutely no premise on a podcast episode. You can just be entertaining by just be, by just literally being an entertainer. Well, the thing that's great about him is he's he's been so outrageous for so much of his life that he has all these stories that are just like, no fucking yeah. way this happened. <laughs> um, have you actually ever watched his stand-up? No. I'm I'm definitely like that's one of the next things I want to do. Do you watch it ever? I don't. Uh-uh. I'm curious to check it out for sure. Yeah, me too. All right, last one. Star Wars. Good, bad, or ugly? Definitely good. I think I can see some of the negativity towards the direction it's going of being a little bit. I don't know, going maybe away from what people liked about it the most at first, but. I think it's incredible. I mean, I think it's it's one of the most influential series ever, and um, it really like, put special effect it, like it, it put special effects into a just a, a standard in the industry. Like like it just it, it it elevated everything to the next level, and it really made science fiction it, it made it feel more real. Before, like science fiction was just so ridiculous, that, but then Star Wars comes along, and it's like more of a Western that just happens to take place in a science fiction universe and just added so much legitimacy to the entire genre. So I think it's good. I like it a lot. I'm not like the biggest Star Wars fan ever, but I, I definitely like it. Well, I, if anybody listening here knows me, they know that I'm going to say good. I love Star Wars. I also think just from a storytelling uh, point of view, I think Darth Vader is arguably the, the biggest villain of all time and also is a, a villain that... Um, actually, you know, ha- has an introspective look on what mental health I- issues can uh, can turn to, because um, he he got to a place where he didn't feel like he could come back from it, and he was dealing with depression and anxiety and all this stuff, and um, and then it kind of uh, grew into delusion and paranoia and um, and then he just kind of lived the rest of his days as a uh, depressed angry man so it's it's a very sad story um but yeah i i think it's great but that's uh Agreed. that's it that's the second and final segment of the day the good the bad cool, cool. and the ugly hell yeah i'm glad we did two segments um it just adds some variety i'm a fan i'm a fan um all right let, let's end it with a couple of uh final things here so an audience question is there such thing as a healthy versus unhealthy entertainment? Is there such thing as healthy versus unhealthy entertainment? 
well, I don't want to get redundant, but I do think that um, the influence of some things when it when it feels superficial, I think that uh, especially for people who are uh, developing and maturing, who can't decipher from what's real and what's um, dramatized. Is that a word? Yeah, I think that's a word. Yeah. Um, yep. uh, it's it's dangerous because I think then they grow up with those values, and it could it, honestly a lot of for a lot of people that can become really damaging, uh, not only to them but to their families. And and um, I mean, how many times you talk to a a friend of ours that's like, I, I might be an alcoholic. It's like, yeah, I know. damn, it's 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 tough. Um, and but but alcohol is so big and pedestalized and um so in that regard i think it can be unhealthy i also think that the amount that you consume like i'm tired of always being on my phone and and looking at stuff sometimes i i think i need to be better about disconnecting from things um so in that regard i think it can be unhealthy for mental health um but i also think that it's healthy in the sense that it inspires i i mean i'm inspired by entertainment um, and the different things that I watch. And I, th- I think that you probably would agree with that. I don't want to speak for you, but, uh, I-, I definitely think that I get a lot of inspiration from, from things that I consume. So I would say in that regard, it's healthy. What about you? Yeah, there's, uh, yeah, there's, hmm. <laughs> healthy versus unhealthy, man. There's a lot of things I could say about this one. I'm going to start by saying this first one. Uh, and now I feel like I'm Stephen A. Smith. And let me tell you why. <laughs> this is Hot Takes with Stephen Russell B. <laughs> no, he's not going to. He, no, he's not better than James Harden. And let me tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm going on this take here. We're falling off the rails. Yeah, I, there's certain things that promote healthy things. There's certain things that promote unhealthy things. I think also a big thing here is some people can disconnect and realize that something that they see is not something that they should partake in. It's the problem is is that everyone handles the content that they take in, they they internalize it and then they handle it differently. So there's some people who see people living outrageous lifestyles where they do like, I don't know, all kinds of drugs and do a bunch of things that maybe are extremely destructive, but to them like they just see that and they like they they, they glorify it and then they just go after it. So I I think this is largely dependent on the person, but yeah, there, there's there's people who will take this stuff too far. Um, luckily, I'm not one of those people. I'm not too impacted by this kind of stuff, but yeah, I think it, it can be really bad for some people. Cool. Um, all right, one last thought, because we got to talk about this because it's very relevant to what's going on here. Um, and it's going to affect both Brandon and I. Um, Instagram is going to be taking likes away. I'm not for sure if this is going to be a permanent or if this is a U.S. test, similar to how they did a test in Australia. Um, they might have a few other markets, too. I'm not, I guess I'm not 100% sure on that. But um, I believe we, we briefly talked about this, but what, what do you think about it? You know, I don't know that it's going to entirely fix... Uh, I mean, they're, they're trying to tackle mental health is what they're saying through this. Um, they think this will help people's mental, overall mental health with stuff. Um, I don't know that it entirely will solve that problem because I think a lot of, 
I mean, that research, I, we did talk about this in the past about in that uh, the social media make me look fat episode about how um, there was a research study done with women who, when they specifically go on Instagram with a mindset of body comparison, uh, maybe not even consciously, but they end up kind of going through that. Um, it leads to more depressive symptoms and whatnot and, and, and other mental health things. Uh, and that doesn't really have anything to do with likes. Um, so that's more just like what the images that you're seeing on the app. Um, but then again, I do know people who uh, they specifically don't – I, I, we talked about this too. Visco, I believe you sh- you get likes, but you don't get to see who it is that's liking. Mm-hmm. And so I've talked to people who that actually is a positive impact for them because they're not like – hoping that a certain person's liking things or whatever it's just they're throwing stuff up and if it gets liked it gets liked they don't get to see who does it so i I am interested to see this will be a good case study i don't know why people are upset about this the way that they are i i think it's it's good on them to to try something like this to see if it has a positive impact and um i i guess uh, to your point about it being permanent or not we don't i i don't know that either uh so if it's just outright a permanent thing then maybe i can understand some of the frustration but if it is a case study to find out how it is impacting people and they do come some surveys and whatnot i think i think that's a good move i think that shows an adaptive uh perspective as a business and i think you need that What, what do you think I don't really – this doesn't impact me a whole lot. I like the idea of, of taking the power away from likes. Um, but I, it's still going to have a lot of the other problems in it. There's still going to be people who are thinking that their followers aren't as good or that they're not getting enough comments. To me, likes are one of the most insignificant to me anyways. Like comments seem to matter more and, and follower total maybe. But I think – the thing I'm excited about is just the fact that this is becoming a focus because we're right now in the heart of this whole like social media wave where people didn't really know what effect that this would have on, on kids and adults. So I, I think it's a great, great precedent to set, but specifically this, it doesn't affect me. I don't really care a whole lot. I'm just excited to see what else will happen as a result of this now general thought process well that's a good point is this might be the start of maybe the next move that has an even bigger impact or something maybe exactly maybe that's their perspective too let's start with something a little more insignificant start with something small see if it has any impact see if how our community reacts to it and then we can try something more yeah yeah exactly dope good talk dope Any any final thoughts? Anything we didn't cover? Honestly, we talked about so fucking much that I don't even... <laughs> we talked about a lot of things that were definitely not in the script. I'm a big fan of when we do that. I feel like we crammed a lot of stuff in here, so I, like, I can't even think of anything that I wouldn't just be redundant with. So I, I'm good. What about you? What do you think about global warming? Is that... Well, it's called climate change now, so... How about oh, you sorry. Get up I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in the past. <laughs> what do you think about people who are stuck in the past? <laughs> Well, I like to start podcasts with them. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, not good. All right, uh, let's. Uh, any, and do we want to talk at all about anything else going on? How are we feeling about other things going on? This guy How about the weather. This guy complained about this last time. 
I threw it on the script. Dude, how about the one? Here, okay, I'll tell you all about it. All right, so my name is Steven. Uh, at the time of you guys listening to this podcast, I'm, I won't be at, back in Ohio yet, but I got an upcoming trip that I'm pretty excited about. I've been doing a lot of live streams lately over my YouTube channel, Stephen Russell B, and that's Stephen with the V, none of that PH trash. And two S's and two L's. Not one S, not two L's, not whatever other combination I didn't say there. It's not that. Two S's, two L's, and a B. You, you just said it's not two L's, and then <laughs> you said it's two L's. <laughs> Let me spell that out for you. Stephen with the V, Russell with two, uh, two S's and two L's, and then a B. <laughs> This man's out of control. People are going like, to look up all kinds of things. I can't find this guy anywhere. You also said, let me spell it out for you, but then you just said it, and then just like gave him a couple letters. <laughs> yeah, because I thought about it, and I was like, we don't have time for me to spell this whole thing out. There's also a chance I'm going to misspell it again and have to do it again. We, we don't have time for that. <laughs> There's no time for that kind of nonsense. Uh, and other than that, uh, I mean, I got some vlogs coming out. That you all should check out once again, Stephen Russell B. Check it out. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so uh, I actually just got a game, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I don't know if any of but any of you listening have this game, but I've been doing uh, gameplays on Twitch, and uh, I will be posting videos of that. So if you are not uh interested in buying the game but you would still like to see the game feel free to come to my youtube channel uh, and check those videos out um i also have a week off of work coming up so i'm hoping to get a ton of content created like covers and and maybe even some original tunes done uh within that week so i can have more stuff posted but if you haven't subscribed to me on youtube yet please do you can search brandon flippin or brandon j flippin and uh Hit that subscribe button, hit that bell, and uh, that'll be good for me. So I'm uh, ready to send us off, unless you have any other thoughts. No. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So the next episode will be our first ever Thanksgiving-themed episode. Uh, So Yeah, yeah, that's going to be good. It's going to be so good, dude. I'm about it. We've got a lot of stuff to be thankful for. A lot of stuff. <laughs> Lots of great stuff. Uh, but if you guys have any uh, comments or questions, feel free to email us, emgpod at gmail.com, or give us a call and leave us a voicemail. We will play it on air, 513-427-EMG5. Again, that's 513-427-EMG5. Uh, you can follow us. Uh, on our individual accounts, mine's at Brandon J. Flippin. Stevens is, Stevens is at Stephen Russell B. That's with the V, not that PH trash. Two S's, two L's. And a B is in Bravo. You don't need me. <laughs> uh, we do try to post, uh, post stuff on our story to uh, get a comment or question in on our episode. So if, you, if that's the easiest way for you to... Uh, get to us uh, feel free to do do so uh, don't forget to subscribe to the everything must go podcast youtube channel highlight clips are coming out almost every day and uh, new episodes uh, with the video po- post on tuesdays at 3 p.m eastern standard time thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll talk to you next time take it easy everyone